Mrs. Mackenzie, may I speak to you? I think you've said enough. He seemed to shrivel under her glare. Amy wasn't naturally unkind, and immediately felt a little sorry for him. He obviously believed in the rubbish he peddled, as did most of his audience. Since she had been part of that audience, he would assume she did too. I don't believe in this stuff, she said. I just came along with a friend. He'd picked up on the conciliatory tone, and as a result felt able to enter the room properly and shut the door. It would help me if we talked. His request sounded completely sincere. Amy contemplated the idea that he might be suffering from a mental illness. If that was the case, then she shouldn't be mean to him. You'll have to be quick. Doreen's just gone to get the car. He glanced at the mobile on the desk. Have you called your son? He's out at the moment. Amy said this as though she knew it for definite. What do you want to talk about? This is very difficult. I don't want to alarm you, but Alan gave me clear instructions. Stop this, Amy shouted angrily and rose to her feet. There is nothing wrong with Alan. He was in perfect health when I left him. The medium interrupted her before she could reinforce this further. I'm so sorry, Mrs. Mackenzie. Alan told me to tell you to go to the police. I think your son may have had a violent death. Amy felt the hysteria rise, and there was nothing she could do to stop it. You're mad or ill? I don't know which. I'll go to the police, all right. But it will be to make a complaint about you and this place... As the final words emerged, the door swung open and Doreen appeared. Take me home, Amy cried as she pushed past her friend, desperate to get away from the shiny red cheeks and the soft mouth that had uttered those terrible words. Doreen made one attempt to speak on the way home, but Amy swiftly cut her off. She had no intention of repeating what the medium had said in that office. Her anger at the man was growing swiftly into fury, how dare he tell her those things? How dare he tell anyone that he could speak to the dead? It was appalling that a church allowed him to appear like that, frightening people. All the time she raged internally, a small but insistent voice reminded her that the medium had known about Bella. How could he have known about her sister? How could he have known about her conversation with Alan about Bella? The thought brought a chill to her heart and a desperate need to get home. To open the front door and call Alan's name, to see him emerge from his old room and ask her why the hell she was looking so worried. When the car drew up outside the house, Doreen quickly offered to come in with her, but Amy wouldn't hear of it. I'll give you a call tomorrow. I'll let you know what time I'm coming round on Friday, she said. Doreen nodded playing along with Amy's attempts at normality. She waited on the front step until Doreen drove away before slipping her key into the lock. Alan, I'm back, she shouted. When the dog didn't come running and Alan didn't answer her call, she said out loud, He's out with the dog, as though that settled everything. When she found a note on the table in the kitchen, telling her he'd gone out with Barney, and would be back around five, she said, I told you so, to herself.
After she put the kettle on, she tried Alan's mobile again. When she heard its ringtone coming from the sitting room, she felt absurdly pleased. Alan had a forgetful nature and had left his mobile there more than once before. Beginning to feel less concerned, Amy spooned two large scoops of tea into the teapot and added hot water. This cup of tea she would definitely drink. She was fine until 4.30. She'd busied herself until then, doing tasks she would normally have left until Monday. When Alan visited, they usually spent time in the garden, him cutting the grass and her pottering. Occasionally they went for a pub lunch. In fact, had she not agreed to go with Doreen to that silly church, they might well have been walking back from the Cumberland Arms at this very moment. Amy tisked in annoyance. By 5.30, she had started to pace the house, pretending to do things.